Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos, Estamos en riesgo, riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar 20 en español.com. Professional wrestling, like real life, is full of surprises. Hi, everyone. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. And it's no surprise I can talk wrestling all day, any day. Kind of like how State Farm agents can talk insurance and help you choose the right coverage. When it comes to important insurance decisions, let State Farm support you with the coverage you need backed with 24-7 support. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. This is He Said, Ella Dijo with Eric Winter and Rosalind Sanchez. So, hello, hello. Hello, we got a nice little special listener episode dedicated to the listeners with all of your Q&As. Yes. Well, I guess you your guys, Q's, our A's. You, you guys submitted some questions about relationships and, and all kinds of things. And we are here to answer. So you want to start right away and be truthful, honest, organic, awesome, yeah, and funny? I'm excited about this episode because, A, we get to give back to the listeners, and, and uh, I love finding a way to interact. Uh, and, B, I have no idea what the questions are, so this is going to be really interesting. Uh-oh. All right, so let's jump in. Dating and marriage. That's the first category. What were your first impressions of each other? Our first impressions, well, my first impression of her, um, I guess, from a distance was she's gorgeous. And then when we met, I guess it became maybe she's a little high maintenance. Because you didn't... <laughs> Why? Why did I give you that indication? Because... I was nothing but sweet and pleasant. You were sweet, but you... Uh, You definitely were like, I'm in the VIP area. I was. I only drink this and uh, no alcohol. very particular. And then I'll never forget, like one of our early dates, I got you a keychain. Do you remember that? We had a new car and I got you a keychain as like a little uh, little memento. And it said, all about memento. me. It said, all about me. And I was like, perfect. Thank you so much. That's so sweet. Yeah. You got it right. I'm glad you're clear. Yeah. So it's my first all impression, about me. My first impression wasn't too wrong. Wow. High, high maintenance, but it was but lovely. It was worth it. 
You know, the first time that Eric, uh, we went on a date and he picked me up to go somewhere, right? So I gave him my, my home address. You may have told this story before. But. I'm, I have, but maybe some, they haven't, not everybody heard it. So he shows up and, I, and I'm, I'm getting ready and I hear this boom, boom, boom. Like, you know, the car when the bass is very loud and from the outside, all, all you hear is the bass, like freaking like an earthquake, right? The, the, the window's about to explode. And I hear that and it's clearly like very like rap music. And I'm inside my house going, no, this is not happening to me. This is not happening to me that the freaking white gringo that I pick is the one that comes in playing the boom, boom. I, I wanted to die. I came from the streets of La Puente. <laughs> that was my, oh my that was my jam. So I the first impression subwoofers was in my car when the, I was in school. The first impression was she's gorgeous, and my impression was like alto mantenimiento. Alto, alto mantenimiento. <laughs> anyway, so that's that. Okay, then, um, how what? can someone keep up of? Well, no. Oh, you're talking about what, yeah. what did your family think of while we uh, while oh, you were dating? My family was, my mom was in heaven. She's like, oh my God, uh, Prince Charming just, uh, she manifested Prince Charming for me. And then Prince Charming showed up. At least she views me that way. She does. Yeah. That's good. You She's don't. the only one within the but, family. That yeah, <laughs> views me that way. Um, my family, my family uh, was thrilled about They're you. They're like, oh, another Latina, please no. No, I mean, they had no problem with Latina because they were used to that. But they were like, oh man, that's so cool. And she's and, and she's. Your, your mom has an affinity for Latino man. Her first boyfriend was her Mexican. First fiance. Fiance. She was her fiance. He was the quarterback of the uh, football team at La Puente High School. A stud. Yeah, that, okay. he was a he was a Latino, the Mexican guy. You see, so like like like. No, they were so they were like, they were enamored with you because you were so beautiful and oh, you were thank and you, you were very grounded and down to earth. That's so sweet. That's so sweet. Okay. Alto mantenimiento. Alto um, Do you have any suggestions for a woman who hasn't dated through the entire pandemic and has and has hopes to find a good man? Oh my God! Any you know, I think it's going to be the same pre-pandemic and post-pandemic. You know, finding a good guy. It ain't easy, baby. It ain't easy. You just have to pay attention to those red flags because people manifest themselves and they show you who they are day one. So don't be blinded by the beauty uh, or the money or the social st status. Just be very aware of those little signs. That's my advice. Yeah, my, I mean, my advice is, uh, you know, not too off from that other than just get out there. You got to get out there get busy trying to meet people don't be afraid just because you know it's like the pandemic makes it so difficult to try to feel you can be safe and be out there and just meet somebody i think go to a go to a comfortable place you could take your mask off get to see the person not just their eyes how, and how crazy is that we talk I mean, about dating, look, 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 at this, like, look at this advice take your mask off. yeah you meet people it's like i know what their eyes look like i have no idea what they look like and you know what's you, you know what's crazy I don't know if this happens to you. At least it happened to me when I was doing Fantasy Island. You know, the crew, everybody has masks. So I, I knew a lot of them, but some of them were new, you know, so I, I, I didn't know them. And for two and a half months, basically, I never got to see their entire face. Yeah. It was always with a mask. It's crazy. And the few times that somehow they will remove the mask to they have an itch, you know, or they want to drink something. You know when you when you have an when you have an idea of somebody's physique yeah. and then you and I will see their faces and it had nothing to do with the face that I had pictured or yeah. imagined. It it was your brain these random puzzle pieces together because you're like, ooh, their eyes. Are, somebody could have gorgeous eyes and then the mask comes down and you're like, oh, 
Those eyes you know, do you know not match that? the face. We call that a coño carajo. A poña, why? A coño carajo. Oh, shit. No, you go like coño, like that, like hot. And then they turn around. You like somebody's carajo. like, you go carajo. Like, ooh, ugly. So you go that, coño carajo. That Isn't happens. that bad? We, we have a saying, we say good from far, but far from good. <laughs> Because you see somebody at a distance, you're like, wow, they look good. Then they come up closer, you're like, oh. Have you so ever? Now, by the way, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. The beholder, you're Everybody right. is beautiful to somebody. But I think like, you know, you got to be attracted to that person. I always hold true to that. I think looks what? matter. That, and we've talked about this before. Looks you're so, matter. You're so shallow. No, they matter. You're so you you got to be attracted to somebody or else it doesn't. You have not, never been attracted to somebody's mind and way of thinking? Not first. To the point that you go, no, I can the, see myself having a full future and, and being with this person, I even get, though I don't find her physically after, attractive. No. No? Definitely no. After I get to know somebody, their mind, I mean, look, it, I'm attracted to them. Their mind can make it or break it. So like, doesn't mean I couldn't like fool around with them because I'm attracted to them. But could I date them long term or be interested in them? We've talked about this before on the you show. You might be surprised. No. You might fall in love with the person. No. Wow. No, I will fall in love with the person. I'm not saying that. As a friend. But, no, no, no. I'll fall in love with the person, but I have to be attracted to the person too. So it's got to be the combination, the mentally stimulating and physically stimulating. Have you ever gone to bed, you go to a club, you find this, this girl. Is this a question or is this just I'm just you telling you, you go home, you sleep with the woman and the next morning you see the reality of like it all. Have beer goggles. That's what we call it. Like when you're drunk and everybody looks, like at the club. Beer goggles. And, yeah, like if that? you drink too much and then everybody starts looking hot by the end of the night, like you're at a club and you're just drinking, drinking and like a girl that you were you probably would rate, or a guy, either one, that you'd probably rate as like a no, four or five. Guys, guys that will always look like the same person. There's no, no. makeup, there's no extensions, drunk, there's no fake lashes, there's nothing. when you're drunk, everybody looks a little bit better. Really? Yeah, well, you've never been drunk. So it clouds your judgment. I think if judgment. I find you ugly, I find you ugly. No, not if you're drunk. Because <laughs> when you're drunk, you're horny, it's the end of the night, people start looking better. Disgusting. Question for you. So has that ever happened to you that you get up in the morning and you just go, not where I was like, M to the G. Not where I was like, holy, sh this was way off from my, you know, my scale of what but, I thought. But I went kind of with. off? But I've had it where that I'm like, That is too mm. funny. What do you do? That you was, go, see you, never want to, what is it? See you, never want to, when I meet, what? Never want to what? I want to see you get this See same. you, never want to, that's the saying yeah, that yeah, goes, yeah, see, yeah, you, see, see you, never want to see you? No. no. <laughs> see you, never, never want to be you. See you, never want to be you? Yeah. Okay, see you, never want to be you. Okay. So, what was the most special part of your wedding? Most special part of our wedding? Oh, that is. I think everything. I loved everything. Tough. Yeah, I, I mean, there's two parts. I love, we had a Thanksgiving pre wedding celebration that I really, really loved. That everybody thought was the wedding. Um, and I actually thoroughly enjoyed that. Yeah. And then I'd probably say, uh, yeah, like, I mean, I think that moment of you walking down the aisle with your dad and, and being in that whole fort, that was a very powerful moment for me. The moment that I couldn't walk because I never practiced walking with my gown and and my shoe kept getting stuck with the tool well, also under the dress. Like cobblestone, like, and cobblestones. Yeah, and I'm fort. literally walking. And it was a long way because it was this massive fort in Old San Juan. And my parents are walking me and I kept saying, guys, go, 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 because I can walk, I can walk. So my... My maid of honor ha had to come all the way and grab my dress. It was freaking comical. Only that shit happens to me. I'm going, here I have the most incredible Angel Sanchez gown, and I couldn't walk. It happens <laughs> to you because course, you I make it. I started laughing hysterical. Oh, my God, it was funny. It was like a sitcom. But it was incredible. I loved every single part of, every single part of my wedding. I enjoyed that night like... Never before. I remember that it was four in the morning and I was, I ended up in jeans. I had four costume changes at my wedding. Actually, yeah, four. And I ended up in jeans 
and flats and I danced. Like they turned on the lights. Remember at the ballroom? Because they were like, guys, you need to go home. Mm-hmm. And we're like, no, but this is great. Oh my God, I had a blast. I had a blast. All right. Next um, question. How can someone keep hope of love alive when they are having bad luck in dating? That's a pretty simple answer for me. I just think you have to continue to push forward. You have to believe that the person is out there. That's how I've always faced, you know, uh, approached it. I just don't think like you can have bad luck, but I always look at date. Now look at I'm I'm a weird one. I love first dates. I love going on dates because I love meeting a new person. Oh, and it, and I've had dates go south. Ow. And I just like I'm on the date. I already know I'm paying for this dinner, so I'm going to make this entertaining. I'm going to ask well, why, the girl. Why does it go south? Just because like maybe their beliefs or their opinions or their you know we start talking about stuff and it just isn't in line with me. And I already know this is not going to really work. But I just have fun on the date. I start asking a bunch of random questions. I start getting into like who they are, why they're even the way though they you are. don't care. Yeah, I'm on the date. I'm paying for dinner. I might as well make it entertaining. I love first dates. I used to enjoy that process, and it many of them didn't work out. But I love the process. So I think that's what dating to me is like. You got to just get back out there, even with bad luck. Make it enjoyable. I don't like first dates. Did I, did I ever did I ever tell you about? Although I didn't date, I guess yeah. You meet somebody, and that there's that first date, and then you spend years with that guy. Anyways. I had a, a date with a big um, baseball player, which I'm not going to name, right? And oh, I, I, rem- know, I know who this is. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. You do? It was, he was super boring. It wasn't that he was boring. It was that he called me, it's New Year's Eve, Miami. I go to Miami. It's great. He says, I'm, we're going to meet here, but I'm, and I'm with so-and-so-and-so, and so, like three guys. I think it was his nutritionist, his trainer, and somebody else, and his manager. So I'm going, that's interesting that he wants me to meet with four dudes, you know, him and three more. So I thought well, that when was I met you, it was like you and three gay guys. But that's what I did. I was <laughs> like, okay, no problem. So I, I'll, I'll be there. I'll get there at some point. And I invited two of my um, friends, both gay, both fabulous. And I show up with these two flamers. <laughs> and you can only imagine how that freaking date went. He was so annoyed. And I was annoyed too, because I was like, this is laughable, number one. And you're stupid. And... And it was just not a you great said it date. It was also super boring. It was boring, and then it was funny because his three dudes were all over me, like hitting on me. And I'm going, "This is just so ridiculous." So I just decided just to have a laugh and just be stupid as well with my friends. That was ridiculous. I don't like first dates. It's a joke. I love them. It's like everybody presenting themselves as something they're not is a joke. <laughs> Anyways, um, 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 um. Oh my God, this is a good one. Should you, should you date or marry someone with different political views? No. It complicates it for sure. No, but it's hell. I mean, God, this is the thing. This is the thing. I feel like when people let politics get in the middle, I mean, it depends, look, it depends on how extreme either person is politically, right? Like if you're super far right or super far left, it's going to be hell. Like if, that, if you're always about the politics and every decision you make. But if you're like the world should be, if you're politically trying to find a way to meet in the middle, whatever that is, because even in the, in the real world, people in politics can't meet in the middle. If you can find a way to meet in the middle, it's okay to be different and have a different opinion. No, but in a relationship, that's too hard, Eric. Why? Because you can't be with somebody that has, it's so far apart that, from that's you when said. it comes to your values. I said if it's too far apart, it's complicated. But it, if Even pe- if it's a little apart. If pe- no, if people are mature enough to understand. There's no way. No. There's no way. I think at some point that shit is going to hit the fan. and, and If politics that. matter that much to that person, then yes, the shit will hit the fan. Politics matter to every person, even though you act but like they don't, don't have to add. They don't have to matter 
that much that it would ruin your whole life mm. if somebody has a little bit of a different opinion. I think when it comes to politics and religion, unless you be you decide to conform, conform yeah, yeah, yeah. into the other person, you know that you it's like it's like women marrying somebody that is Jewish and they convert into Judaism. Judaism? What? Mm -hmm. Judaism. Judaism. You know, and that's a choice and then you do that. But if you have a if you're born again Christian, marrying a, a guy that is uh uh com, how you call um, classic Jewish person, you know, right? Orthodox, it, it, I don't think yeah, yeah ortho, orthodox whatever. It's not going to fly. I th <laughs> think that's my opinion. Do you believe in the phrase never go to bed angry? I'd like to say I believe in it. I can't say I practice it. <laughs> you know you don't practice I I it at all. I just said exactly. I, I can't say you that I practice it. You don't practice it at all. You go to bed like a little child. It's, it's ridiculous. Wow. Like a child. Like, mm, oh, and you don't? Mud. I just don't pay attention to you. I'm like, you whatever. go to bed like a child too? You I grab a, a pillow, you put it I on your head. I took a sleeping pillow. I'm going, earplugs in. is out. You put earplugs in and then you go to bed angry. Oh, it's, it's off. I actually hate it with passion. What? Going to bed angry. I just don't like to give you the time of day anyway, so I just I just do it. I go to bed angry. You don't like to give me the time of day anyway? Yeah, I'd rather just go to bed angry. Yeah, so you go to bed no, angry I'm too? Joking. I shouldn't. It's, it's actually a horrible practice, and everybody it's, gets into a relationship saying, never go to bed angry, and the thought of it and the idea of it is actually awesome. It's what it should be. You should it's what it should be, but it's just very hard, and after 15 years together, you're like, dude, I'm angry. But it's also very tough if you get into an argument right before going to bed, and then you're like, "How are we going to resolve this?" And the problem quickly? that we have is that I will resolve things very fast, but you like to talk about things over and over, and he repeats himself twenty five thousand times, your, your and then he gets me more annoyed. No. So then I'm really angry because I feel like saying, "Shut up!" Because your idea of resolving things fast is you're right. Yeah, done. Yeah, but that doesn't resolve anything. That means it's you're done. right. Yeah, then yeah, you're right. Bye. Not that I'm right. You like to think that you're right. Therefore, nothing's resolved. Oh, that I'm right? Yeah. You believe you're right, so nothing's resolved. <laughs> so how are you going to resolve that? Of course, I'm going to go in circles because you're not right. But sometimes you have to stop going in circles Sometimes you have to be wrong. Annoying. Then sometimes you have to be wrong. I tell you when I'm wrong. I just go, you know, I no, get it. Don't. Okay, bye. You never say when you're wrong. You never even apologize. You're not a good apolo uh, apologizer. You're not a good apologizer. Apologizer? You're not. We've thought, we've talked about this. I'm a great apologizer. I will say I'm sorry when I'm wrong. Okay. What do you do when you feel like one person is doing it all and it causes resentment? Ooh, yeah. Let's talk about that. <laughs> let's talk, let's talk about, about it. that. Yeah. Go. Go. Go, go ahead. Montate en tribuna, ponte así en el podio y empieza uno, dos y tres probando. Go. Start. What do you do? What do you do? I mean, I I try to. Uh, psychologically break it down in my mind on my own to have it not erupt, but then at a certain point it does erupt. That's it. And when it erupts, it's not pretty. I get really angry. You get really angry. You get angry emotional, yeah. which is really interesting to me because he gets so mad that he gets emotional and he wants to cry of anger. It's more frustration. Oh, frustration, I guess. Yeah. And then the more he does that, then the more I'm like, I'm going to bed. Wow. So there you go. That's really compassionate. <laughs> that is uh, lesson one on how not to have a happy marriage. Wow. I'm not going to be are you compassionate. That unhappy in marriage? That you're not going to be compassionate? I'm, I try to be compassionate. No, you don't. My, my compassion is like, let's stop talking about it because you're but clearly that's affected. Not, but that's not resolving it. That's shelving I'm it. I'm not saying that I'm going to resolve but it at that moment. I'd rather resolve it when you're actually back 
back to earth. No, but you don't do that. I don't like I've, resolving it when you're so heightened into never, emotions that you're blinded. There's never been a day where you said like, you know what, let's just talk about this tomorrow. And then you remember to bring it, no, and bring it up the next day. I text it. So I can be cool and collected, and I, I know instead of just going blah, 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 and saying things that I'm going to regret, I have I take the time to actually go, okay, let me just <clears throat> let me breathe, let me pray on it. This is how I feel. It's easier for me to communicate that way because I know with my temper that when I open my mouth, if I am in the heightened state of mind like you, nothing is going to be resolved. Uh-huh. Uh-huh what? I'm just listening. So you don't ever know what it feels like when you're doing it all and you feel resentment? When do I feel resentment? Exactly. <laughs> because, because I'm the one that does it all. <laughs> because the only one... I, the only one... Oh, I just, guys, we I just go back, up, we go back. I set her up You did perfect, set me up. You were very smart. Perfect. You were very smart. You're so smart. I got smart. the truth. The truth just oh came out right God. there. No. The only person that has resentment is me because I'm the one that does it all. Here we go again. I, Eric acting like he's perfect. And, and I'm a zero. I'm not perfect. I'm a zero no, to no, the no. left. I am not perfect. I don't do anything. But he I basically not, no. lives by himself. I am not perfect. He does everything by himself. I am not perfect. Dude, but come on. I, Dude. I, if there's, yeah, it's a simple acknowledgement. Is there one person that juggles more in the house than me? By choice, Eric Winter. By, what do you mean by, by choice? choice? No, but. It's by default. What? Basically, there's always there are always going to be two. I was just having this conversation with somebody at work. With who? There's always with about friend, what? A friend at work. About what? A friend that is in a relationship. I, I can start my wife because I do it all. No, not about us. About oh. a situation that they were going through with their partner, um, who they've been with for a long time. And who? I'm not going to say. I want to know who. I'm not going to say. Um, I can tell you after. I'm not going to say. So, and and they were saying like they feel like they take on the brunt of everything. They do it all and it drives them crazy to the point that it's gotten, you know, really heavy, really tough because they have that resentment building up. And it's just- I have a resentment. The thing is, is somebody takes on that role I organically. I have a resentment. Okay. Since we started this podcast, he said, ella dijo, all you do is complain and make people believe that you do it all, that you're God. I'm not- And I'm just an addition, no. the appendix. And you better tell the world and the listeners <laughs> I that I do a lot and I contribute to a lot. And I'm a great, great wife and great, um, how you say, uh, what do you mother. Say? And how uh, you call her? Your mom is my mother-in-law. I'm a great daughter-in-law. Daughter-in-law. Uh-huh. Say that. Well, I don't even remember. I don't even know what you just said. You said a lot of things. Just um, say, you are a great stop wife. Stop making me no, look. I'm not saying that. And you know it. But you no, there, you are listeners. No, no, I need no, you to no. everybody write there are two your things. thoughts about no. the way this one over here. Listen, this one over here talks about this one over here. No, I'm saying to you that you are. I, I have said to you many times, you are a great wife, you are a great mom, and you do do a lot. Like like everything. But no, no, no. Everything is too far. I'm not saying that. <laughs> like you a do lot, a lot. Like what I need to do. You you do everything that you need to do for you. You oh. do things that you need to do in the house too for the kids. I have resentment. You, no, you do things for the I kids have too. Resentment. You do things for the kids too, and you do things for me. But who is the person that and you? This is the that thing. deals with the gardening no. and scheduling Sabella's itinerary, with, if, if, and scheduling the car wash person, and scheduling the plumber because the plumbing is giving problems. And okay, so you, your answer. Yeah, who takes you, care the freaking man. Of, who do takes it. care of scheduling the house? Who takes care of scheduling the kids? Who takes care of scheduling you because you don't like to make the phone calls for you? Well, that's because you did, you love doing that. No, that's because. Anyways, you always, next ah, next question. He loves my it. God, he's a very much in charge kind of default, person. Let me do it. No. 
a default that you by love. Def- you love oh, it. My God. You love I, it, I, Eric you know, what, you know what I love? You know how many times you said you know to me, this is the last time. You know what I love? I'm going to take care of this. Fuck this. Fuck that. Uh, 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 uh. And the next day he's like, Ross, remember that you have to call so-and-so. You love it. You know what, you know what I love it? When somebody appreciates it. I thank you. Thank Too you late. so much. All right, next Thank question. you for all that you do. do. Gracias, gracias, obrigado. Muy, muy, muy to, ¿Cómo se dice? I, I learned something in, in the Latin Grammys in Brazilian. Muy to, yeah, muy to obrigado. Okay. Muy to obrigado. This is coming out very, something very, like very, this. Uh, yeah. Anyways, Thank next you. question. How often should couples no, be you intimate? You We're in a different category. No, I know. Let's a different category. Uh, no. how, uh, how do you make up after a big argument? We don't make up. We just keep fighting. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Wow. No, we just talk about it. What do, what, how do we? How do we do it? I mean, we try to talk about it. We yeah. try to understand each person's perspective and point yeah. of view. That's what's important. So let's take a quick break, and then we're going to come back with more questions. I think we need a break. These questions are intense. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos, Estamos en riesgo, riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumucósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita prevnar20enespañol.com. I often get asked why I'm such a big fan of wrestling, and it's all thanks to my grandma. Growing up, we would watch matches together, and that bond turned me into a lifelong fan. Hi, I'm Freddie Prince Jr., and on my podcast, Wrestling with Freddie, we know how important it is to have the right teammate, because things can get pretty tricky quick. So, when things get complicated and you need help, State Farm gives you options. They show you what's possible for ensuring what matters to you. One of the things that matters to me? Sharing memories and revisiting wrestling's greatest moments. And with State Farm's support of the My Cultura Podcast Network, I get to do just that. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick 
I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, next category is called intimacy. Intimacy. All right. How often should couples be intimate in a week? Uh, I mean, there's going to be two different perspectives here because I would say couples should be intimate a lot, as much as they possibly can is what I think. Because um, I believe that intimacy is a core foundation in a, in a relationship. I truly do. I mean, you have to respect the person. You have to have love. You have to have all that. But I truly believe that intimacy is necessary in building a very strong relationship to the point that it also, well, I'll I'll answer something else that is on, on this as well, but intimacy doesn't just involve sex, but it's about being intimate and giving your partner that due time and respect and attention that they need on a regular basis, putting them first in the marriage. Because when you have kids, it's very difficult to put your partner first and be intimate with your partner because you're always worried about having that, those, I'm, I'm, I'm saying that's why intimacy is not always sex. You're always concerned about having that intimate time with your kids, right? Spending quality time with them. Um, and it's less focused on the partner. So I think intimacy is mandatory. But I think this question is referring to sex. Um, I'm sure that a lot of, a lot of women are going to relate to this. And that's as well because, you know, relationships. And when you're, when you're a parent, even if it's two women, two men, or husband and wife, um, and, and when you have kids, especially young kids, it's exhausting. It's the most wonderful experience. But at the end of the day, once 8 o'clock comes, you know, and we're getting ready and they go to bed, by then, after you spend your entire day and then you're dealing with the kids and you put them to bed, we are exhausted. I, I wonder if that happens to a lot of people that you just go, my intention the entire day was, oh, you know what? I'm going to give it tonight. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it tonight. Tonight, I'm fine. I had an easy day. And then nighttime comes, kids go to bed, you take a shower or a bath, and you're like, I don't want to do anything. I just want to read and go to bed. It's very oh, 100% accurate. accurate. I it's mean, that, that's true. It's crazy. That, and you just I'm, go, man, kids change everything. 100% accurate. I think everybody yeah, experiences that where you just, you're exhausted, you're burnt out. And, and the last thing you're thinking about is like, oh, I don't know if I have the time to even, I just want to be by myself for a second. I just, I just want, want to sit and zone out any, exactly. and watch TV. I don't want to do or anything. watch my favorite show or read, like you said. No. Um, it's, but as they say, marriage, relationships, all of it, you know, it's a job to some extent. You have to put in the work. Just like yeah. you put in the work in parenting and you put in the work at your profession, you have to put in the work in the relationship. Otherwise, you take it for granted. And then you have resentment. Okay. Eric, Next one. How resentment winter. Have you celebrated your anniversaries? Well, we've celebrated in many different ways. A ton of different ways. Unless he cancels. Wait a minute, that's weird. Um, <laughs> the last anniversary, pl- I had everything planned. And listen, life gets in the way and... We were dealing with tournaments, and and Isabella has um, functions at school, and the mommy daughter dance, and and there's a lot of things happening. So yeah, anniversaries. We don't know. We travel sometimes. Sometimes we just go to a simple dinner. We give each other. We've gone big. We've gone small. 
Yeah, we've done like all out and we've done very simple. Look, after so 13 years, it's hard to, you know, not going to do the same thing every year. But I do think, you know, honoring that day and making uh, making it special in some way is is obviously important. I don't think it should be just brushed over. Yeah. Okay, the next category do is... Do you schedule... No, finish the question. You don't have, we don't have to do it all. We, we want to do it all. Our fans want us to do it all. Let's go. Our listeners, I don't like saying fans, our listeners. Do okay. you schedule date nights? Oh, we, we used to. We still do. Do we? Yes, we do. You sure about that? Yeah, Eric, I'm sure about that. It doesn't When's happen la- every week. When's the last week. time we scheduled the date night? We went to the, 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 the girl on the goat or whatever, the, the, the restaurant. How long ago? That was, was a date night. A month ago? A month ago? <laughs> Let's see. Our last date night. And by the way, I didn't get any on that date night. Why not? Um, what happened? You were like, oh, tomorrow night because you were tired. And did it happen the next day? No, it didn't. Yeah, right. It didn't. The last yeah, date right. night we had was August 23rd of 2021. No, yes. no way. Yep. Girl and the Goat. No freaking way. You'd, Girl and the Goat, August 23rd. <laughs> so when was our last day night? Because we, we're always talking about the importance Girl about and the day Goat, night. August 23rd. No way. No way. I don't believe that. I. It's in the calendar. Keep moving forward. Keep moving the calendar. To what? To make Whatever. a fake to a, date to, night? To a, to a, Anyways, yeah, we, um, yeah. Yeah, answer that, Roz. Again, answer that. Life gets in the way. Yeah, I've been traveling. I've been working. You've been working. Answer we it. have kids. It's not easy. It's sick dogs. Yeah. There's a lot of shit Everything's going on. Everything's easy. When Anyways, you make it our priority. advice is, guys, at least, at <laughs> don't least, do what we did. Don't yeah. wait three months. <laughs> at least once a week. A, a we're wig. going on three at months. Least, at least once a week. No, at least once a week. Why are English, we? Why, why are English we? sucks. Look at this. At least e. At least once, once a week. A week. We it's like all these freaking sounds. Okay. So that's I just want to say at least one once a week because it's too hard to say. Do it? you understand this? At least once a week. Yeah, I did. Oh, good. But that's, at least but that's your once a week. Not once. At, not once every three months. Yeah, I think that's wrong. I think it should yeah, be at well, least well, what we've been doing once a week. Then get your shit together and, and take me on a date night. Well, I Anyways. tried. I tried to book something not too long. You're like, I don't want to go out again. When? I want to go to another dinner. We had bu- we had Bavel. Uh, Mediterranean place in the books, and you're like, eh, I just don't want to do another one. We've had too many things with friends, Lies. In, with friends in town. Lies. You, you can't. No, no, no. There was something came up, and you asked no. me, should we cancel it? And we did. Don't be blaming it on me. No, it's true. You don't want to go. Come on, dude. We had another. We went to a party with some friends on. the night before. Exactly. Yeah, the night before. And okay. you didn't want to do two dinners. If back you back. brought it up, giving me the choice of canceling, you wanted to cancel it. Otherwise, you would never do that. You, no, would, you wouldn't even ask. Oh, not true. Anyways, then get plan, plan a freaking day night mm-hmm. and stop complaining. Anyways, next category. A lot of bickering on this podcast. We're doing that a is lot. Is this you know, love I was, I was, that I'm feeling? This is love. <laughs> Oye, me. I still don't have a voice since freaking, I got sick. Anyways, I was going to tell you something. We're doing a lot of bickering. The last three or four episodes, it's been, I, I keep thinking about that. I keep thinking, why are we like something towards each other when there's nothing but love? Mm-hmm. Why'd you, but why'd you laugh? I didn't laugh. <laughs> That's what's crazy. I didn't laugh. Okay, I won't laugh. Why'd you laugh at that? thought it was funny that there's nothing but love there's nothing but love but that here. was a joke no that my delivery was a joke oh. not not the actual uh, um, you sure yeah okay there's no love here. how do is there you love keep here? Yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot of love how and we're always you? fighting guys on the first season of the podcast it wasn't about all this like you said i said da, 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 da. even though it's called he said ella dijo. so yeah can can we stop fighting eric because it's becoming very petty is that correct Petty, yeah. petty, right? It's becoming so like, ugh, like we all, we always disagreeing, and and it's just sometimes it can, it can get a little um, annoying and 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 ugly, and we want um, the audience to to have a laugh and learn and not be like they're always fighting. 
I wonder if they're gonna survive. How do they make it happen? They're always like, oh, they're so different. You know, we want people to be like, they're actually very relatable and very uh, truthful. Um, we are being truthful. We are being truthful, but. Um, <laughs> do you understand this question? How do you keep things exciting during a busy season? Do you understand that question? How do you keep you things exciting during, I don't know. Why'd you uh, laugh? Why'd you laugh? Porque me dio la gana de reírme. I don't know what that means. Porque I'm a happy person that I feel like laughing. That's why you laughed? Yeah, I'm, I'm a happy person. That, that's not why you laugh. People find me very funny. So, you don't find I, me I'm funny. I'm not saying People they find, find me funny. funny. You laughed at something. I don't know what I'm funny. Uh, I, 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 I laughed at, okay, next question. How do you keep things exciting during a busy season? What does that mean? What does that mean? I don't know. Do you know? I'm confused. It means... How do you keep things exciting during a busy like if I'm traveling or busy working, like busy season like our work busy like we're, I guess we're working. How do we keep things exciting? Wow, we used to have fun, exciting things that we did. I'm trying to think of like what do we do to keep it exciting? <laughs> Watch a new episode of Dope Sick. <laughs> Watch Succession. Succession. Wow, is our well, highlight think, of the I day? I think these are bringing up very. Oh yeah, it's about intimacy, the category. So I think we got to we have we are getting very good questions asked to us that are causing us to probably Some reflect, reflection, reflection. reflect on, our, on ourselves. And how do we keep things exciting? The answer is we need to pick that up. We always say that. He said, Yadiha has become like a, I look so dark, guys, because I have a lot of makeup. Um, it has become like a therapy session. Um, this is our therapy. You guys are our therapists, psychologists. So and we the, appreciate so the answer to the question, the bottom line is we aren't keeping things exciting right now. We need to step up our game. There you go again. Right? No, I'm asking you. I'm right. asking you. Do you agree or not? That's what no, we're learning. Yeah, we, we can do better. Yeah, there you go. So everybody better. out there, do better. Make your partner. Make Eric, it exciting. I really want to fix my boobies. Make, that has nothing to do with what we're talking about. And I already know that's a crazy comment. All right. Parenting. I really do. Will okay. you support me? No, I don't want to. Parenting. How <laughs> should a couple handle conflicts with parenting styles? Oh, this is a tough one. I know we have a lot of, a lot of issues about that one, guys, because we are very different. Again, we say we say that all the time, but it's the truth. And we, it's not that we parent different, but we would just go about things. Sometimes we parent very guess, similar, though. Sometimes we parent Sometimes very similar. We do. We Sometimes do. we we. I think have, our core values. I think way. our core values and the way that we want our kids to turn out to be. You know what I mean? Like like the the main goal when it comes to this the kids upbringing and what our dream in the future of who we want them to be. I think it's, we're spot on and we're very much alike in terms of having that in common. Yes. But and the way to go about it a lot of times is kind of like, shit, I just wish he would just take it easy here, be a little bit more over here. And say he and vice not. versa. Yeah, I know. I know. It's just like you do things. I'm like, I wouldn't pick that battle, but you yeah. didn't. It's a constant, person. it's a constant negotiation guys as parents. And it's a constant, I don't want to say struggle. And, and, that feels so negative. We're both very, it's not a struggle by any means, but we're both, which this is what I think is a good thing. We're both very hands-on parents. And I think that it would be more difficult for me if I was married to somebody who was not hands-on at all. And like, just, not as involved, I think that would be harder for me. If I married somebody who just was like, you got it, you do everything, and I'll just show up when I show up, that would be very difficult for me because I'm very hands-on. Too hands-on. And you are 
I was just giving you a compliment. That's I okay. know. Thank you. I appreciate. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate. That. I didn't know that you thought that Tonight. I was all hands on because you tell everybody that I never I say am, you're not hands on. I'm. I'm all. I'm, I'm a zero that. to the left. Remember, I've never said you're okay. not a hands on parent. So I, I appreciate that you. Uh, I said that I schedule I, everything. I didn't say you weren't a hands on parent. I never said you weren't hands on. Okay. Uh, have I? Well, well, you don't say you don't say those words, but the way you sometimes talk about it, it made, it gives the people the illusion no, or the perception. I don't, anybody, that I don't think there's anybody that doesn't think you're. I hope not, because um, I'm very hands on. You are. I think we're both we with we're very much. We're both probably hands too hands on. We're too hands on. Both of us in our we own are. different ways, we're too hands on at we times, are. and that's that, that's where we could probably get into challenges. Hands. Hence why we have a kid that is like, I can't wait to be 18 so I can just, uh, you know, she's kind of like, she feels like. But that's also personality because Dylan mm. could care less. Dylan like loves the hands on. Dylan wants more attention. I'm so in love with, with Dylan with guys. With both your children. I'm in love with both of them. Yes. Okay. Next question. <laughs> should there be. My daily boo. Should there be a strict parent and an easygoing parent? Should there be a strict parent? Uh, I think so. I, I, I'll I think. be honest though. I, I would prefer two parents that are similar on on roughly the strict parent i don't i mean there's good cop bad cop but no i think we're both we, we are both both meaning you're strict when you have to and you're and you're easy going when you have to i think you need to as a person find that balance um it's not about the mom is easy and that is yeah, that i I'm think it should there, be a little bit of both times when you can be easy and times when you can be strict but i, I agree with you i agree with you this time that I don't think that would work. <laughs> if one was always strict and one was always easy, that would drive me crazy. No, and you can do that because that, that, what happens is that you, 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 well, you alienate. The, the kid is going to pin the parent against the other parent. You alienate the kid. And of course, they always want to go with, a, with the easygoing parent. And then what happens yeah. with the other one? That's you know, what I'm saying. You know. have to be the disciplina disciplinarian, but at the, the same time, you have to be very aware that you have to be a, a good friend to them so they can be open with you and they can But the funny thing is I'm probably, between you. the two of us, I'm probably the slightly more strict parent. I probably am. Our nanny uh, Delmi says it all the time. That it's crazy that Eric is more strict. Okay. Don't you think? You think you're more strict than I am? No, That's okay I, if you I think, think that. I no, don't, I don't, it's I don't not that I think. Offense. I don't think. I don't, I don't. I don't think that. I think that we are pretty much the same. Sometimes we are like this, and sometimes we are a little. Sure. How do you incorporate your culture into raising your kids? What traditions do you teach them? Well, let's see. I incorporate Rosalind Spanish every single day into the kids. I try really hard to make her speak Spanish all the time. And I am very supportive of Puerto Rican culture. My American culture is kind of bleh. It's boring. So there's not really doing much to incorporate in the American side. But I love, I mean, she's American too, Puerto Ricans. But I love the I'm Puerto, Puerto Rican. Rican. I don't know if you're also American. I Puerto love, Rican. Oh, okay. You are, but you, okay. I'm an American citizen, yeah. but I'm Puerto Rican. Okay. Whatever. My point is I embrace the Puerto Rican. I embrace culture. So I love that. Uh, we get to teach our kids about Puerto Rican heritage and culture and constantly teach them traditions like Three Kings, which I didn't grow up doing, um, different stuff like that. They do Three Kings. Um, I cannot wait to take them to Las, Las Fiestas de San Sebastián, which is a, a version of Rio, <laughs> the carnival. You know, it's this beautiful event. I don't know if with COVID, how is it going to uh, go, but... I would love for them to experience that. It's funny because before we came to do the podcast today, um, I realized that we're going to be in Puerto Rico for my birthday in April because I'm going to be shooting. And I said, Dylan, mommy's going to be in Puerto Rico for, for her birthday and you're going to be there. And he's like, I'm going to be in Puerto Rico for your birthday. And his little eyes light up like he was so happy. Um, 
So we try, you know, to me and to you as well, kudos to you for wanting them to embrace um, that they're bicultural children, um, biracial. So it's beautiful. It, it's really important because, yeah, they're half Puerto Rican and I, I want them to always, always be very proud of that. Let's take a break and we'll come back with a couple more thoughts. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocócica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita prevnar 20 españolcom as an actor, a producer, and a proud Latino father, my days can get very busy, which is why I make sure to dedicate time to what's important, like supporting my community through my work, sharing my Colombian and Venezuelan culture, and being present for my family, which is everything to me. Hey, everyone, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and we're reflecting on what matters most. I start by giving thanks for good support in my life whenever I need to make the big decisions. How about you? If it's insurance you need, State Farm is there to help you choose the right coverage for you. And State Farm offers great support 24-7. Just call an agent. State Farm is also a big supporter of Michael Tuda Podcast Network by helping to share our Latinx voices. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tuda shows wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, well, thank you for all of your uh, listener questions. This was enlightening. I think now we have a lot of stuff to go home and mull over. What did you learn, Eric? I learned, like I said, we have to go home and mull over some stuff. We have mull to try what? harder. We have to try harder. You're right. I think that's probably the big lesson learned. But that, I think that's a universal lesson. I think with people that have been together for a long time, you have to try harder. That's like the big thing at the end of the day, right? I think it's so easy to become complacent and just think that everything is going to work itself out or everything's just fine. If you don't try harder, if you don't work as hard 
in your relationship as you do in other things, you don't reap the benefits. Hard work pays off, right? What'd you learn? Uh, the same thing, yeah. We definitely have to try harder and understand that, yeah, we have this, the, these two incredible kids that are alive, you know? Um, but we have to make sure that this unit over here is untouchable and it's solid. It has to be the priority. It has to be the parent. I learned that on an episode of Oprah years ago. You did? Yeah. That what if, the did you say? if the marriage isn't the priority and the kids are the priority, the marriage tends to crumble and the kids suffer that loss. Mm. You know, the That's marriage has to always be the priority. The kids will by default be the priority as well, but the marriage has to be the priority. Yeah. And, and, I'll, and I'll, I'll give you this. You are very much into the institution of marriage and working things out and sticking it through and doing absolutely everything possible to to make it work. That's very much uh, something that you have in, ingrained. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. What is that face? You're, you're not? I am, yeah. Oh, good. No, I do, I am. I'm, I do, I am. I, I do, I do 100%. But for a man, you know, it's not easy to find a man that, that that's his priority. You know, with kids or without kids, that he's so into, let's make this work. Uh, that's beautiful because I think a lot of them would just, boom, I'm just going to fly if I don't feel attended to, or if I don't feel appreciated or whatever, whatever, whatever. You know, you understand what I'm saying? I am. I do. Okay. I am. I do understand. Okay. That was fun. All right. Well, not really like a, a laugh out loud episode. This got heavy fast, but it was entertaining, thought provoking. Thought provoking. So thank you, listeners. Till next time, I love you. I love you. Subscribe to He Said Ella Vijo on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., And I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.